thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mergers. Specifically, how maybe several naturopathic doctors or practices can merge to make one and how merging could actually make the practice more efficient. Yeah, it's this is going to be more of a conversation around why than than how. Um, we may wind up tackling the the how in a later podcast, but uh, before before how we need to understand the the why it might make sense to do this. So this episode stemmed from a conversation that we had with a naturopathic doctor who is looking to was looking to bring on another ND into their practice, um, maybe for the possibility of selling them the practice later on. And as we started talking more and more, you know, to, to find that naturopathic doctor, that person out there that A, has the same philosophy, B, is is driven and trying to grow the practice like you're trying to grow the practice, and then C, is able to f- buy you out, is <laughs> not... Needle and haystack? Is that where we go, Alex? Yeah, well, it's it's super challenging because most of the time you'll wind up getting two, but not all three of those different characteristics. You, you'll find someone who has a similar uh, similar personality, but they're not driven. Or you'll find somebody who has money, but doesn't mesh with you personality-wise. So and trying to find that that proverbial needle in the haystack is is super challenging. And I know many of you probably just cringed talking about merging with another practice because we understand the community, right? We understand that you all have your own practice and you want them your own way, like like many business owners, but even more so in the naturopathic community, there is a lot of ins and outs and who you are as a person and how your patients interact with you that you want it to be different. Yeah, And we get that. And merging with another practice owner doesn't take that away. Contrary to belief. It can, I guess, if you do it the wrong way, to be fair. Right. Again, you have to have some some synergy between the the two people that are or the two uh, practices that are merging. Um, You know, the more when you were leading up to this, Ryan, I was I was thinking about your practice and my practice. Um, where the, you and I are, while we're similar, while we have some similar similar aspects about our lives and things of that nature, we're vastly different people, and we don't think the same way, and that's that's okay. We've actually learned very much so that that uh, you know me being able to sit down and hear your viewpoint makes me a better advisor, and vice versa. So. It's really making sure that you have a good functioning relationship and a good set of parameters around how you're going to work with your partner or partners. Uh, that's that's the critical component. And then also that you're driven to to grow and be more than just what you are currently in terms of the, the scope of the practice. Yeah, so 
So let's talk about, so you, you know, you and I merge together and we're talking about mergers. There are, there's more than three, but there are three takeaways from if you were to merge, three things that you can get out of that merger um, that we'll talk about on today's podcast. And the first one is reducing costs. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just a, a basic concept here where if you've got staff or, you know, heck, even if you don't have staff, um, it might be something where the coming together might give you the ability to to hire your first staff. Uh, but the, po the point is, is that by having that person support multiple different uh, practices or multiple different doctors, um, now you have, instead of the cost being being borne by one person or by two people, you've got that cost spread out a little bit more and, and it becomes much easier for for that cost to be absorbed. And so as a percentage, that cost is reduced and it's it's easier for it, it's easier to to jump into hiring that person first person which will free up your time to be able to do the things that you need to do in terms of uh, seeing and treating patients and getting in front of, of more patients and, and just helping people in general. Um, it, none of us enjoy doing all of the administrative stuff, and yet it needs to be done. And if we can find one person that works for three or four, that's much more efficient than hiring one person per doc. Um, to 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 bear that cost and that's just one cost aspect i mean the other cost aspect is what about the building you either own or rent right what if you're 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 renting in a building right now that is working for you now but you have this you have this more this picture in your mind of what you want your practice to look like and feel like when you walk in and that's not in the current building you're in Maybe it's more of a, a bigger or glamorous building or, or whoever, whatever, whoever knows what that looks like currently. But if you were to merge with someone else, now it's, was, it's two or three partners that are now renting out that place. So while it might be unattainable currently, it could be more attainable by a merge possibly. And you pull three doctors together and the resources come in with that, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I mean, again, let's just think about it from the standpoint of like that one reception desk and that one receptionist uh, supporting, you know, one doc. You know, like, let's say that you've got a couple different treatment rooms. Like, okay, well, you still have a, a limitation there. By adding, you know, more uh, docs and more treatment rooms behind that reception area, like you still have one receptionist and, and one reception area. Like, Yes, eventually you might need to expand that to two, or you might need to expand the area. However, for the vast majority of naturopaths that we've seen, that reception area and, and that receptionist is rarely working at capacity and always and usually has the ability to do more. Um, and so by by combining some of these overhead costs, it allows us to be more efficient and effective with what we're doing, which ultimately allows you to see more people and help more people. Speaking of seeing more people, that's takeaway number two that could possibly come away from a merge, right? It could be something as simple as maybe you've got one specialty and your other partner has a different specialty, right? And some other specialties interact with one another, meaning if I'm a patient that's coming to see you, 
now there's possibly a referral to the other doctor, or maybe you become a one-stop shop for this particular specialty area that becomes you help helps you get known, which has more people coming to see you. Yeah, for example, you've got uh, somebody who uh, specializes in uh, prenatal care, and then somebody who is a midwife, and then uh, someone who's a lactation specialist. Um, and that's just an example of of three different potential uh, areas of focus inside of a practice that that could have some synergy of working together. And so now it becomes significantly easier uh, for all three of those people to attract and then retain um, clientele and business. Yeah, and to your point earlier, you learn from one another, right? Like a, a key ingredient when you're merging with another person is that you got to have that same drive, right? Like one person can't be more driven than the other typically um, because synergy gets way off for sure. But B, right, like if if maybe one person's good at the marketing side and another person's good at, you know, the back end side or whatever side that is, now you're learning from one another, how is that going to help your practice? Whereas a lot of naturopaths that we sit down with either for most of their life or at least in the beginning stages, it's a one woman or one man shop. Yeah, they're in charge of everything. And so by being able to to have, you know, even just a second doc where, where you can share some of the workload and heck, even if it's just sharing best practices and you become just that little bit more efficient, you know, imagine gaining an extra hour every week simply because one of your colleagues, who's now your business partner, you know, shared a, a, a tip or a trick that you didn't think of, you know, and now start magnifying that and multiplying it by, you know, over the course of a career, and it becomes much more, it's, it becomes fairly easy to see how discovering that tip or trick earlier will help and then if you've got both sides working on their area of expertise, you know, you talked about marketing and administration. Like, okay, if, if one person gets deemed to be the, the admin person and another person gets deemed to be the, the marketing person, like, okay, great. Now, like, you can hand off the, the responsibilities of the practice to the person who, A, enjoys that more and, and B, does a better job of that. Now, how much more efficient are you going to be when you enjoy what you're doing instead of having you know, this task that drains you instead of providing more energy for you. More resources, right? The sharing of resources, it's huge. Then it takes us to number three. And number three, I think, overall, might be the, the biggest one, um, especially for the naturopathic community. Um, the one thing that we have learned um, through the years working with you all is there's no template out there and there's really not a template for the most part in the medical community, but definitely not in the naturopathic community. And you all want to build your own style practice, right? So we're not trying to dictate that there should be a template. However, with all the myths out there and the uphill battle that you have, and when I want to get to the legal side, like we understand everything, but to be known in your community, to be famous in your community for the work and the resource and the guidance that you provide your patients is huge. 
Mm-hmm. Like it just, we don't, it, it's not common in, in the, in the naturopathic community to have that type of practice that's out there. And so if you can build that, that household name, it starts to spread not only the news for your practice and help from a revenue standpoint and help build what you're trying to build and your dreams, but think about what that does for your community. Now I'm those, just, go ahead, Alex. The, the ability that you have to be able to um, to help and assist your patients, you know, by bringing together a couple different specialties, um, especially if they have some synergy, uh, wow, you can really amplify the amount of, of good that you're able to do in your patients' lives. And at the same time, it also comes with all these other benefits for you, um, you know, reduced cost, reduced uh uh, burden in terms of of labor, increased ability to see people, potential for uh, there to be referrals back and forth between different partners in the practice, um, different doctors and different physicians in the practice. Like all of these things wind up being, you know, huge from the from a standpoint of being able to to improve what you're doing for your clients' lives and improve what the naturopathic community, right? Like boost that community up even more to breaking down those myths and being able to point at this practice, right? See what they've built. Let's let's talk more with them and so we can learn that and so that we can help more and more patients and break down and bring down the different stereotypes that they have so that they will come in and we can help, you can help them. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think that, sorry, I went on a tangent there, that, but, but that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. If it does, isn't coming across uh, <laughs> strong enough. So, so three, three takeaways here from merging your practice, being more efficient, right? Reducing costs, seeing more people, being known in your community, creating that household name. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And we've got a question of the day, Mr. Collins. Yeah. So the question of the day is, have you thought about merging? And if so, which one of these three things, reduced costs, ability to see more people, or becoming known in your community, which one is the driving force for you? And Maybe it's a fourth one that we don't even have listed. You know, for for some folks, one of the things that is driving force in terms of of a, a merger is you know, simply being able to take a vacation, where it's no longer all about you. So we're open to there being a fourth or fifth or or beyond. But let us know uh, if you've thought about a merger and and what would be the driving force behind that. So head over to holistic-finance.com. At the bottom of the page, you can have a spot there to either answer our question of the day, or if you have a topic on your mind that you would like for us to talk about, feel free to get drop us a line there. We hope this episode was valuable. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and it's not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. 
Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Membra, FEMRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or